Hi, this is Michelle Aslan with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. Today, I am so excited to have Teresa Pridemore as my guest. Teresa has been doing her work for more than 14 years, and she calls herself the Sovereign Spirit. And I love that for many reasons. But first, I'm going to say that we met because of various connections. My friend, who is a big connector, said, you need to go to Christine Longmire's bookstore, Two Rivers Books, where she curates her books and things, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I was purchasing some books, and I was like, oh, I should tell this local woman bookstore owner that I just created a celestial planner. And and the idea literally just came up, and it came out of my mouth. There was no controlling it at all. (laughs) And she said, oh, you need to meet my friend Teresa. And it took us a little bit to get connected, but I get the sense things like that happen to you a lot. So before we get into what you do, can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, about how things just happen to me a lot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I, I thank you, first of all, for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be great chat. I just know knowing you, so I'm really delighted and ready to dig in. Um, and yeah, I, I have a, a tendency to be a connector no matter, <laughs> you know, what my intentions are. It's just in my field, you know, that, that people are going to be connected uh, to me through me. Um, and of course, you know, Christine, as you mentioned, she's also like that as well. She's a big, very powerful connector. So when you get two of us together, then <laughs> things happen, right? They, they, yeah, all kinds of manner of things could, could happen. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, aside from that, it's funny, like I laugh about the, the spirit-led people, the, the soulful people that come into my world um, through every possible avenue. It's like I'm a magnet for that. And uh, like my, the guy who cleans my office, he was a building cleaner and I got connected to him and um, was like, can you come every couple of weeks and just you know clean up my office? It's hard to keep supplies here. And he said, sure. And then I get to know him over a few months and he speaks to the dead and he talks to his grandmother and he sees ghosts, you know, I'm like, of course, even my cleaning guy <laughs> is, uh, is, is, is an empath and uh, a medium, of course. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's just what happens to me. You got it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So you have a mission and you shared it with me before we got on here. And you said that your mission is to support healers, creatives, and visionaries to step fully into their genius body of work, be visible for their gifts and claim their weird and woo without apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can you kind of, I don't know, lead off on that? Extrapolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a little background about me. So I, I spent, I've spent over 20 years in the online communication space. I've, I've made websites, you know, freelance. I've worked for, interactive firms and agencies. I've worked for LucasArts for a brief period of time. You know, I have touched um, visual communications, written communications, working with businesses for a long time. And, you know, early on in my business, I was mostly doing web design. But what is common for people who need a website is that they also are in a process of getting clarity about their business. Um, usually small business owners, the first thing they think is, I need a website. And then you get into the process and you go, oh crap, 
I don't know as much as I thought I knew <laughs> about what I'm doing, right? Feels really clear up here in our heads, not always so clear, you know, when we're sitting down in the nitty gritty of trying to write site copy and make decisions about design and logo and all that stuff. So what ended up happening was, um, aside from being kind of an emotional, spiritual counselor through this process, and I also, of course, attracted a lot of empaths and healers into my container, being you know a, a support and a sounding board for all of these big decisions, I was also coaching people on business decisions, like how to build a program, what prices to do, you know, what price points to price all your services and offerings at, um, how to build this out on the back end technology wise, if you're doing an online program. So I ended up having to amass a bunch of skills outside of just what I was doing as a visual designer and um, uh, a coder, right? Back then I was also coding my sites, but I had worked in interactive firms and worked for bigger companies like Hewlett Packard and um, gosh, like everything's escaping my mind. I worked for Nike. I've done a bunch of different, different things for bigger brands. And I had learned so much about working with the content teams, how to write effective copy as well. So I ended up doing a lot of things I wasn't getting paid for, for one. <laughs> for two, um, I, 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 I realized that what I'm really teaching people how to do is communicate about their business. Because what would happen is these empaths would launch their website, <laughs> these healers, these practitioners, and it wouldn't really move the meter much for them. They would expect it to. And the reason it didn't is because they were terrified of being seen. Mm. They were terrified of putting that price out there or, or charging that much, you know, for a thing or asking people to come into their workshop. There was a lot of visibility stuff that came up. And after dealing with this, you know, for 10 years with people, um, I realized the bigger problem is that, that people need to feel safe being visible. They need to be clear about their body of work. They need to know how to message because that's actually where you get clients and, it, you want to have a good professional website. Ultimately, you want to keep messaging and showing up. So that was, that's kind of a longer story, but helps you understand like, why, why did I go from there to here? And why do I care so much about this? It's like, I want to see healers and practitioners and visionaries and creatives thrive in the world. That was so beautiful. And I have one thing I want to add to that. Yeah. Um, before we actually met, Matt, we, uh, I was checking out your website and because, you know, it's, I research, this is what I do. And you have this video that's there. Now I need to say, I don't really like watching videos. <laughs> They're unpredictable. You don't know if somebody's going to have a focus. You don't know what you're getting sucked into. And there was right. something about the way that your website was laid out, the words that were there that I was like, again, like me telling Christine, I made a celestial planner. I had to click the button to hit play. And it was so beautiful to get a sense of how you work with people. And then really like, you know, people who dabble in woo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my people. And she's talking to them. <laughs> oh yeah. So you, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I actually made that video myself. <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> and you are welcome. So as you said, we empaths and healers and witchy woo people, mm -hmm. we have, there's a couple different things. Mm -hmm. One, like this visibility, like, so can you talk about that? And you like to use the phrase spirit led people. Right. Yeah. Spirit led soulful people, people who are, you know, you might meditate in the morning and get guidance from source on what to do, whatever you call that, you know, um, you are 
leading from your heart, from your intuition, not necessarily from your monkey mind, or at least you're trying to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to listen to a deeper voice, come pull from a deeper well when we're living and being in the world. So that can look all kinds of ways. For some people, they don't totally identify with the spirit part, but they are very mission led and, they, and they're, they're leading from their heart. So there's, there's a, a few different ways that can be um, classified, I guess. But yeah, visibility, um, well, you know, you talked about the witchy people. Like we have a witch wound, right? The, the witch wound is the I'm going to be burned at the stake just like that last lifetime or the many, many before it. You know, we live in a time where more is possible for us in terms of being authentic and seen um, and, and true to ourselves in a more public way. Some of the things that were once seen as very um, out there, and strange or a little more mainstream now. So there's a little bit more permission. It doesn't mean that there aren't modern day equivalents of getting burned at the stake, right? There's so many ways that can happen without you ever getting physically in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and those can be just as painful in some ways to experience, you know? So we're also afraid of being visible because we're going to get backlash or we're going to say something wrong. I, I have this thing that I say, there's nothing worse for an empath than to have our intentions misconstrued. (laughs) Because we're always like the way, so a lot of us, I'm kind of jumping in deep, but a lot of us have childhood wounding um, around living in a very uh, volatile environment and we would mediate and control things on an emotional, energetic level without even realizing it to stay safe. Mm -hmm. And so how that that plays out in, in the world when we're, going out and showing up for our business is that we uh, tend to try to control the energy in the room, but the room is too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way to control it. And so we, we just, we blow our fuse or we just go hide out because we know there's just no way instead of releasing and relinquishing control and just saying, you know what? Some people are going to get triggered. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to misconstrue my intentions. Um, I might miscommunicate. You know, I have to let go of how people receive me and just do my best to stay in my integrity. Be, you know, be careful. Don't like blindly, like, you know, stomp on people without any kind of intention. Like sometimes people say dr- dr- dramatic things because that's what needs to be said. You know, if you know that you're coming from a grounded place and that, that's fine. But, you know, it's not about being, um, overly, we don't want to be overly careful. We, we are often overly careful to the point of defeating ourselves, mm. basically because we want to stay safe. We think it's to take care of everyone, but really it's so that we don't get that backlash and we got to let go. I mean, it, it's, there's no way we can control that. And I think that is a big life lesson for empaths is that we have to let go of control and let go of trying to control how other people's engage us and see us and just be ready to be strong in ourselves and be without apology. You know, it comes back to that being without apology. Thank you for that perspective. I really enjoy hearing your take on things. Uh, Mm. So that's actually a good segue to another question. Yeah. So what are some common beliefs that woo people have Mm -hmm. and it really doesn't serve their business? Mm -hmm. Money is evil. (laughs) Mm. I mean, Money is sticky and icky. I just read a great uh, article from Carolyn Elliott about how money is dirty, you know? And it's funny because I haven't really taken that standpoint. I do think that there, there's like the, the 3D version of money, 
in our world. And then there's a more of a, a clean. Epic, extraordinary, constant sort of insanity. It's like, stop. And the whole pursuit of happiness drives me nuts as well. Oh. Because one, it has the word pursuit. In a way, uh-huh. my way of being is like, I think you should go after what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. You should go. This is your journey. You should go to what gives you. Yeah, you should have happiness. You should have contentment. But I think happiness gets a lot more billing, a lot more PR than contentment does. Mm-hmm. Contentment. Is, yes. And pursuit has the sense of like, I, I got to go. I got to go after it. I got to run. I'm pursuing. That's what, you know, um, hunters do. You pursue. Uh-huh. And I think it's kind of a strange reframe that if you think, okay, what if I just go after, what if contentment is what I should reach? Sure. Happiness comes as sort of bubbly. It's mm-hmm. not consistent. Contentment mm-hmm. is a different kind of state of mind that I think we don't speak of enough. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm fascinated with ensuring that we're, we're always co-creating something, right? Yeah. And so that we're really intentional about what we are co-creating. And so, so when we have the turn to pass on this world to the next generation and the generation beyond, well, we're, we're making more conscious choices about that. Yeah. More in yeah. alignment with our core selves. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the other thing, too, that I think about in terms of business mm-hmm. is the same way that I feel souls want to incarnate as humans mm-hmm. i think certain souls don't want to incarnate as humans they want to incarnate as a creative project a book and some of them want to incarnate as a business mm. they too have a purpose they may not be a person but they can be a business entity right and i think that to me brings in an element of, of approaching the business that you are here as a midwife you are both the container the vessel you're giving birth to this business it's your brainchild uh-huh. i think if you approach it that way it is very different than just oh it's just it's just my t-shirt business you know it's just right, right. it's a very a much more intimate relationship with your livelihood and you would watch a little bit more differently how you do it. And of course, birthing your business, creating a business is a spiritual journey on steroids. Um, <laughs> and I, I would like to bring back spirit into business the same way that I would like to bring beauty back into money. Because you were talking about the dollar bill. One of the things that occurs to me is because we don't carry cash anymore, we don't even have the coins, you know, I mean, imagine back in the day when you actually had gold coins, right? Silver coins. Uh-huh. Um, when you look at ancient money and even the dollar now, from an art, artistic perspective, it's beautiful. It's well-designed. Yeah. You can have your critiques about it. There's only men on the, on the bill, but um, it's very well-designed. It's beautiful in its own way. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're losing is the ability to see money as actually a beautiful piece of art. Um, there was an exhibition in, um, I think, the American History, or no, was it the Art Museum in D.C.? I went last year. And it was all about money, different coins from around the world, ancient right. coins. And it was really beautiful to see. They had all these goddesses in the coins and all that. And I think that money... We, we are forgetting the beauty of it. It's gotten, it became the root of all evil. Right. It's not beautiful anymore. And in astrology, money is ruled by Venus, the mm-hmm. goddess of love. 
She's also the goddess of what you attract and what's wealth. And I feel like money would like to be seen as beautiful again, not just digits on the screen. Right, right. So at the time of this recording, uh, I actually forgot my my wallet. It just I just <laughs> slipped out of my bag. And I met a friend with coffee. I was coaching them on some technology. And uh, I feel it's really important to sort of, you know, pay your rent when you go to a coffee shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, shoot, there's a panic moment. I don't have my my wallet. But I did have my phone and they accepted Apple Pay. And so it was, it was very much that, did, one, I'm absolutely grateful for that technology mm-hmm. and so that I could, you know, do, do my, my part and reserving the space that I use to, to conduct some business. Uh, and, and two, it was, it wasn't, I mean, it was very um, uh, clean, uh, sterile. That's the word I want, sterile in, in its yeah. uh, display, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm too grateful for PayPal and all this, you know, makes it much easier to make commerce, you know, mm-hmm. in exchange. So there's the definite, uh, you know, pluses about it. Mm-hmm. But it, what I, I find interesting is that both Venus and Mercury, astrologically, they're the gods, they're culture bringers. They're gods and archetypes that live on the edge. Uh-huh. They're constantly on the edge. They're in between worlds. Between, you know, so, so like if you want to honor Venus, you go to the ocean, you know, between water and land situations, mm-hmm. you know, dusk, twilight, those are Venus hours. Um, but I think that's interesting because we're, we're on one hand, uh, I think there is the sterile exchange leaves out the erotic side of it, which is a Venusian concept. And it's not just pornography erotic right it's the energy of the eros of love and wanting to connect Uh so i think that's why so many centuries of christianity has ruined our relationship with money yeah i think i don't know how the ancients quite did it but i think we are judeo-christian culture through and through even if we don't subscribe to the religion the culture is Mm judeo-christian and so i think we have a lot of work to clean up yeah yeah and honor both the, the the masculine and the feminine and bring it in more alignment oh my gosh I want to talk for days <laughs> and hours um what are you currently working on right now actually funny enough I'm working on currently early stages still I'm developing an oracle deck for my for myself I've always I've, I'm a big fan of tarot decks oracle decks and I'm finally going to create one. And the way it came through to me was through my journeys being gifted these coins. <laughs> so speaking of money, there were coins. Um, I'm not going to make them into coins because the cost of making them into coins may be down the line, but not at first. Right. So I've been working through the symbolism of each of these coins that I was gifted through mm-hmm. my journeys and diving deeper into the symbolism because all I was given was just a symbol and a word to go with it. (laughs) So now I have to sort of go back and be like, okay, what is this really about? And so it has been a very uh, profound creative process, very different from how I normally create my stuff. Right. You know, go into sort of the guidance of my guides and sort of take some of the symbolism and write it. So I'm still in the process of writing out what's the story behind the symbol and um, you know, starting to sketch out 
the, the what I want to what what are, what I want the cards to look like. Nice. Um, uh, when do you hope to have this completed? My aim um, is to have it by the fall next year. So twenty uh, twenty twenty, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I got cracking. So I have twenty six. So at least it's not like you know fifty something or seventy something right. cards, but right. it's only twenty six. Um, so you get to create a new creative process to be able to create. Yeah. This is, that's awesome. Yeah. So now I'm doing them as, and, and my guidance was that as the, the way they were given, given them to me is actually a process. So they should follow one follows the other. So I have to understand why are they linked that way as well? Uh-huh. So it's almost like a little mystery uh, that I have to solve as well, because I, I was given these coins last year and early this year. And then I sort of put this, the, I did a, like a, with Play-Doh, I did a proof of concept of them and mm-hmm. I started playing with them myself. But um, now it was time to like, okay, you need to write out because you need to have a little booklet to go with it. Sure. And um, so that's where I'm at. It's like, oh, what does this mean? If it's a process, how is it one link to the other? And two of the coins actually are um, related to money. Um, nice resources and money. So I'm, I haven't gotten to those yet. Um, I'm halfway through the, oh. the, the going back and writing, but, um, so I'm curious, like, oh, interesting Two showed up uh-huh. about uh-huh. money. Um, I need to know in astrology, what house system do you ascribe to? I use either Placidus or Coke, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. F- mainly Coke recent, more recently. Um, when I started studying was Placidus and, um, I've tried, played a little bit with the others, but I like these two better for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for my, I I always test it on my birth chart. If it makes sense to my birth chart, I'm like, I'm okay. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, Oh, that's another question there entirely. I, the, one of the reasons I ask is the astrologer who read my natal chart to me she uses the whole sign system yeah and I and and she found and her so she like you studied for many years and then um like on her own and then actually went to the local school here and uh she found that many people tend to go with the system that their teachers used. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that to be the yeah, case? Yeah. My first teacher was Placidus and most of the other teachers I had were all Placidus. Mm-hmm. I've had somebody do my chart with the whole house and I was like, Nope, that's not just, just not me. I didn't take it. It's like not happening. Some of the planets, the way they're stressed, like, Nope, it's not, I don't feel yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I had the opposite. So I use some of these apps to, keep track of what's going on in the world. And, uh, uh, and when I switch over to something other than whole sign, I have that same yeah. feeling. Oh, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. It's an um, interesting kind of imprint because um, if you think about it, right, this is what I find interesting because I've had experiences too. Somebody would give me the wrong birth time uh-huh. and you yeah. have this whole session. It was wonderful, resonant. And then they'll come back. Oh, actually it's half an hour or an hour or something. And you're like, wow, how did that work? That's such a strange uh-huh. Um, so this is the part of astrology that I think really taps into the archetype of divination. There mm-hmm. is that moment when you're talking to the astrology, that's the magic moment. Mm-hmm. And 
I, that's why I think seeing different astrologers is important at different stages of your life mm-hmm. because you have a, depending where you are in your growth process, it's a different, they bring in something different for you. Right. Their own magic. Their own magic. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, so if somebody wants to work with you, uh, how should they go about doing that? They can just visit my website, uh, vanessacuto.com, and that's C-O-U-T-O. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as Vanessa Kuto, and then the number 25 after mm-hmm. my name, because that's my birthday. <laughs> how <laughs> obvious. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so just go there. And uh, for 2020, I haven't launched it yet. I haven't put the dates yet, but I'm going to do a series of classes and workshops around the sun as you CEO, but also covering the other planets. You know, there's nice. the moon and Venus and Mercury and all that in relationship right. to business. If there's one piece of advice you could leave our listeners with today, what would that be? Mm. So many. Um, (laughs) I think get to know your birth chart. You know, if you've been curious about it and you haven't done it yet, or perhaps you have done it many years ago, Mm -hmm. I would go explore. I would have a session with an astrologer. Don't go through just the apps. Don't go through just the reports. I mean, those are some are pretty good. Um, but there is some, like I said, there's that magic when you sit across somebody, even if it's virtually, uh, and you do that uh, exploration of your chart. Because your birth chart is what I like to call it the temenos, which in Greek means the sacred ground. It's your ground. I think of the chart as your country. And you're the ambassador of that country. And I think as the ambassador of that country, you should really know what you have. What's the culture? What's the challenges? What's, what are the gifts that you could be exporting? And I do believe, depending on whatever stage you are in life, uh, it is very helpful because it, it is a GPS. It's, I don't believe it's written in stone I get very sad when I hear people being like, oh, my astrologer, whenever, when they said, I'll never have a good relationship because I got whatever, whatever. Growth, all about growth. It just drives me like insane. But approach it as a dialogue. You know, these archetypes, these symbols live within you. They have something to impart. They have something to teach. And the more you know, the more empowered you actually are. It may not... Um, if you will, erase any anxiety about life, but it will help you approach your anxious moments, your transitional moments, your threshold with more um, confidence, I think. And nothing like a good sort of truth pill sometimes, as bitter as it is, to be able to traverse the challenging times. So I think, you know, book a session, really do the work. It is powerful. Look for the ones that resonate with you, that their message resonates with you. And don't just sit, you know, behind the, the apps or the reports. That's, that's good, but it's just sort of the appetizer. Go for the full meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Thank you so Thank you. much for engaging recognizing that it's not that i have a late problem it's just it's just the way that i was going about it just making a small shift by waking them up half an hour earlier and being more intentional about okay let's get the electronics off or let's have an hour to wind on and when they're when they're 
calmer and they've got an hour to wind down, it's much easier to put them to bed rather than to kick them off electronics at 9.30 and then battle with them for another half an hour to get them to calm down to go to bed. So I, I wanted love to- all of this. And I just, it's th- thus far, and it's one of the things that I'm like, this is a not, for me as a mother, this is a non-negotiable because it's that structure, it's that boundary. So then, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so then, then when they're in bed by nine o'clock, I don't feel guilty about if I need to go back to work, I can do so because I know that I've spent the quality time with them that I want and that they want. They're in bed, I can go back to work as opposed to me putting it off because I'm, I, just, I, got, I, just, I just put in this one more thing because what I was doing- Instead of doing all the things at once. What I was doing is I would, I would, I would put off putting them to bed because I was, in my, I was in my group, I was working and I didn't want to stop. And so now I don't even try to go back unless I specifically asked my husband to take over for bedtime. I don't even go back to work in the evenings and, um, until after they're in bed by nine because that way I can, because it takes me about 15, 20 minutes to really get into a flow I can go you know just uninterrupted and so I I wanted to offer that because it's been a self-actualization thing for me it's been a it's been a big aha moment for me not only as a person but as a mother and you know it's reduced the the mom guilt and the entrepreneurial guilt and like all the things that I have because it's just it's just structures and boundaries like during these hours I'm not Chrissy Chrissy the business owner I'm not Chrissy the chamber lady I am mama and then When the kids are in bed, mama hat comes off of Chrissy, the chamber lady, or Chrissy, the entrepreneur life coach, that hat get put that, that hat gets put back on. And oh, we're- <laughs> that's so awesome. Okay, I have two questions, and then we can be officially done. So this will likely air late spring, okay. and so where can people find you to get a taste of your magic? So as we're fil- filming this, as we're recording this, you are offering a how to start your business through the chamber class. Uh, so, so you have things like that going on. So when this airs in a couple months, like what will, what's on the horizon? Sure. Okay. So if you want to follow me as Chrissy, the executive director of the South Columbia County Chamber of Commerce, I know that's a mouthful, just call me the chamber lady. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at South County Chamber or on Facebook, just type in South Columbia County Chamber of Commerce. So, so you can follow us there for updates. And if you want to join the email list, you can just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, soon I'm, I'm reworking the website so that we can have a pop-up on the website for you to join because that's how we digital marketers roll. <laughs> and if you want to follow Chrissy, the life coach, you can follow me on Instagram at Chrissy Marcourt. And Michelle will have a link to that because I know Marcourt is a hard name to spell in the show notes. Or you can go to my website, IamChrissy.com. That's where my new life coaching thing is going to be happening. And oh, so, I love it. Yeah. All right. You yeah. said you're a reader. What are you reading right now? Oh my gosh. I am reading this book called Atomic Habits. Michelle, you would friggin' love it. So Cheryl and I, so we have a mutual friend, Cheryl. Yes. Cheryl is also reading the book as well too. It is awesome it pretty much it, it oh god it's so good i just i you know we don't have time to geek out but i mean but basically it's it's a, if it, so we're recording this at the beginning of january i know this is not going to air until spring but if you're like i didn't really accomplish my goals here's why it's a great book you know at the beginning of the new year everyone sets resolutions everyone sets goals screw all of that you don't get your goals you get your habits um because you know intellectually you say let let's let's use the popular one i want i want to lose weight that's the big thing at the beginning of the year. Intellectually, you know you want to lose weight. Functionally, if your habits are not in congruency with the identity that you want to become, you will not get there. You, your current, you cannot outperform your current identity. If you don't change your identity to say, 
I am an athlete. What does an athlete do? They work on a consistent basis. And come February 14th, and when those Girl Scout cookies come around, you're going to drop out the gym just like that. Like, um, but it really talked, but, but anyway, but he, so he talks a little about identity, which we talk about a lot about that in life coaching, but also he talks about, you know, if you want to look at your life and how much money you have or how much money you don't have or anything, just like, look at, look at your habits. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? And the thing about habits is that they're automatic. Like you don't even think about them. Like if you get up first thing in the morning, you know, you brush your teeth, you know, you do things the same way without even consciously realizing it. So that book talks about if you, how, how to build better habits to actually be in congruency with the identity and the goal that you're wanting to work towards and then how to break bad habits. Like it is fascinating. Um, oh, I love that. I only recommend Atomic Habits by James Clare, who's, who actually has a blog, jamesclare.com. He's been blogging about habits for like seven years. And so it's so beautiful. Yeah, oh, it, I love that. I got to put a plug to myself. My uh, New Year's podcast was about shifting how we do resolutions and instead of going big or go home, considering small in, which is another way you could say, yes. let's build habits. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've always, I've always said, you know, resolutions at work because they're not clear and concise. And I used to say, you know, set goals, but really it's just like, for me, you know, we were having this conversation when we had like a new year's Eve party at my house and, you know, we're talking about this and I'm like, okay, who do you want to become in 2020 to achieve that specific goal? And what are, and what are the habits that you need to do in order to get to that point? So if I want to save $10,000 for a vacation, who do I need to become? I need to become somebody that looks at my finances on a daily basis. I need to check my daily expenses and I need to set a goal and then put things in place to where that happens either automatically or I'm intentional about like, okay, if we get like extra money or you know, things of that nature, like, I mean, you know, think about something that you do very well. Like, for example, a musician. The reason that a musician is a musician is because they practice their instrument of choice on a daily basis to get to that point. Like, you'll practice something for, like, years before all of a sudden um, James Clare calls this, like, I think it's like a plateau where you'll do something the same way for three years and, and there's not really much progress, but then something happened. Then one day something happens and all of a sudden if you want, you're trying to lift that 50-pound weight and I was just like, oh, Hey, what's going on here? So great book for the beginning of the year, for any time of the year, or if just if you want to make a change. So Atomic Habits, like, mm-hmm. and, I just, and I just got done reading Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So good. Love it. Yeah. All of those will be linked in the show notes as, uh, as yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. And this has been a super fun. fun conversation. Yes, of course. We always have fun when we talk. We are overdue for a coffee date, lady. Yes, we are. Oh, and I was going to ask, um, current favorite coffee shop? Uh, cathedral. <laughs> and you can visit them in North Portland, in St. John's, or in Scappoose. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we just had to give a, a plug, a shout out to Cathedral. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just stopped it this morning. I got my charcoal mocha, so of course. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah, with hemp milk. That's also thanks to our mutual friend, Cheryl. So. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And if you want to listen to Cheryl's podcast, she was the very first interview that I did, and we'll link that one as well in the show notes. Yay! <laughs> If you've enjoyed today's podcast, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michellelastly.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Lastly with Balance Shared, a space 
where I truly believe we are better together.